The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So within this relatively simple microcosm of our life right now, sitting here, we find the intention to live in harmony, to live with integrity, to practice non-harming, but not in some theoretical sense, but just in a direct and immediate way with the conditions, the circumstances as they are now. Sitting here, aware of the sensations of sitting, aware of the mental activity, things as they are, in very much the same way that we have a relationship with a partner or a friend or a child. Right now we have relationships with the various conditions that are coming and going. So are we relating with hostility, with denial, with greed, or Is it possible to be relating to the breath, to the sensations of the body sitting, to the mental activity with renunciation or letting go, with kindness? And when you notice that the mind is relating to the conditions of the present moment, in a skillful way, then let that be a teacher. This is the way toward ease and insight. And when you discern that the mind is showing up relating in an unskillful way, there's dukkha, then simply discerning, acknowledging this is not the way, or this is the way to suffering, to stress. This is the way toward more tension, dis-ease. having real confidence or faith that being interested, being clearly aware of this microcosm of our life right here that's unfolding in the immediacy of the experience of the body and mind can teach us everything we need to know about morality, 
about how to be a happy, skillful human being. Simply by observing when there's greed or when there's aversion, when there's delusion or denial, that then suffering is set in motion. Things get tight. And when there are wholesome intentions like the intention to let go or let things be, renunciation, or the intention of goodness or metta, the intention of compassion, that things lighten up, become more free. So in this most direct way, we're exploring what it means to have integrity, to be dedicated to non-harming, to harmony. We're just exploring that possibility and what gets in the way, how we often end up being in a conflictual relationship with the present moment or struggling with the conditions. So there's a little mini war happening where the mind is acting out some addictive pattern, practicing delusion, denial, distraction. So even in this very simple microcosm of sitting here, aware of the body sitting, aware of the breath and the body, even in the simple environment of sitting meditation, we see the whole world of morality playing itself out. Skillful intentions leading to release, lightness and ease, deeper understanding, and unskillful intentions leading to hell, things getting tight, the mind getting less clear, more obscured, more confused. Let's continue in silence now for a while.
again, it's very simple, not necessarily easy, but very simple. This intention to be showing up with a lot of integrity or self-honesty about what's moving, what's arising and passing here in the body and mind. And the motivation to show up, to be clear, is because we care and we understand it's possible to relate in ways that cause things to get really tight, bound up. And it's possible now to be relating to things in the moment in ways that are very liberating conducive to deep, liberating insight and calm and peace. So because we care, we practice discerning how to show up with integrity, with real interest and forgiveness and patience and compassion. No matter what's happening, To understand the experience of harmony, we need to specifically 
understand what in Buddhism are called the three wholesome intentions. The intention to let go or renunciation, the intention to be close, which you could call metta or kindness, and the intention to be empathetic, to care, you could call compassion. So for example, when in a subtle or not so subtle way you notice the habit of the mind to try to control things or fix what's going on in the moment, then you can bring to mind or remember the possibility of, of renunciation or letting go, letting the moment be the way that it is, not needing it to be different, not needing to fix. And living out of these three wholesome intentions turns out to be a great gift to ourselves and to the world. In the same way when we live out of greed and live out of aversion and fear and live out of delusion, disconnection, it's really harming ourselves and harming the world. And this is what studying karma, cause and effect, teaches us. So again, just as we continue for another five minutes or so, with a lot of forgiveness and a lot of appreciation, just notice if you're harming yourself in the world or if you're contributing to ease and peace and understanding moment by moment according to the quality of the intention
Often the way we learn about what intentions are operating in the mind is we notice that things are very easeful and light and free and then the mind is interested, well, from what kind of view, from what intentions is this moment arising? And other times there's a lot of suffering, a lot of tightness, and the mind can also be curious from what kind of view, what kind of intentions is this moment arising out of. So much of the study of sila, ethical conduct, integrity, has to do with getting interested in the moral quality of the intentions in the mind. In other words, what various intentions set emotion in our lives and around us. so that we can begin to take responsibility for the world that is being constructed, being set in motion. No longer a helpless victim. No longer blaming others for the messiness of our own mind in the world around us. We learn how to take a very active, positive role in shaping, creating how the mind is, how the heart is, how the world is. There's a wonderful line from Emerson, nothing is at last sacred but the integrity of your own mind. So of course there's the corollary to that, that there's really nothing more evil than the lack of integrity in our own mind or in anybody's mind. to the extent that there's actually good and evil, that which sets emotion, freedom and ease, and that which sets emotion, hellish states. To whatever degree there is good and evil, it's here in the mind, in the heart, in terms of the effects of the intention, the intentions behind our thoughts, our words, and our actions. So studying sila like we're doing these six weeks means that we're on purpose taking responsibility for 
in a sense, we're taking responsibility for our actions, but to do that, we need to take responsibility for the intentions that lead to actions. So let's just take the last couple minutes and I'll just read again out loud the five precepts. And then you can just reflect. This could help with the small group sharing that we'll do later tonight. Just take a moment to reflect on each of the five precepts, these mindfulness trainings, what you've been learning. Notice how the mind relates. Maybe it gets aversive even hearing the precept. So the first precept, I undertake the training to refrain from harming living beings. And I shared last week, uh, you could add to the front of each precept, knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to refrain from harming living beings. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training not to take that which hasn't been given, hasn't been freely offered. And knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to refrain from sexual misconduct. Knowing deeply, knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to refrain from false speech, slanderous speech, harsh speech, and idle speech, speech that has no purpose. And then finally, knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to refrain from intoxicating the mind in ways that allow for heedlessness or carelessness. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.